We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? So, the Colts 2023 season is over. Indianapolis Colts on a stunning loss to the Houston Texans are being sent home, and Indy will not make the playoffs this year. Uh, congrats to the Houston Texans on their 23-19 win over the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts had every opportunity to win this game, uh, just didn't quite go in their favor. Um, Cody, uh, let's just go ahead and start this recap with the, the question that everyone wants to know. It's fresh on everyone's mind. We might as well mm -hmm. just start there and then work our way backwards. Um, let's go ahead and start with this. Uh, that fourth down and one. Uh, your overall thoughts on it. Go ahead. Give it to us. Yeah, and I know we talked off air, so I know we're going to disagree. But uh, I, I know that we, you know, we understand each other's side. So, you know, my issue with it was not the play call. I think Shane designed a good play call um, on fourth and one. And I, I, I know what you're going to say, so maybe I'll, I'll talk about it afterwards. I'll kind of respond. But like, I know you're, you're going to say, uh, you know, players need to execute. I understand that. I agree. Goodson has to catch that ball. I understand that. Um, but also, I guess, throw a issue. better ball, too. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of things that needed to happen to make that happen. But um, I guess my issue is you have Jonathan Taylor, who has been cooking, who will catch the football. He can catch the football. You have Zach Moss, and then you have Tyler Goodson, who's your third running back. And you put Goodson in the game at that point. I like the play call. I think it was a good play call on fourth and one. I don't have any issue with that. My issue is just you have two running backs who have been playing extremely well. Um, and it's, you have especially one you just paid. Um, so why aren't they in the game at that situation? Uh, it's your season, Derek, and you're relying on a practice squad player to catch the football there. And, and so I understand he needs to make that. He's in the NFL. There's no excuses for that. So while I don't mind the play call, I disagree with the personnel that were out there, mainly Tyler Goodson. Um, and I, 
and that's just that's where I'm at with it. Um, so, and obviously, if he catches that, we don't care. But like, I would I would think you would put you, you know you would trust on the critical play of the game uh, to put the ball in the hands of you know some of your top players, and you just didn't do that. So that's why I think it stings even more um, that. You know, you you lose it on a practice squad player dropping a pass, you know, or in a bad throw to boot. So you, you lose it on a backup quarterback throwing to a backup running back, and that's how your season ends. And that just that just puts a little bit of salt in the wounds a little bit, I think. So that's kind of my issue with it. Um, I, and I think it's just crazy that you don't give, you know, even if Jonathan Taylor's tired at that point. You don't give Zach Moss the look there. You know, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. But I know you're going to – I know we disagree on this, and, and that's totally fine. What's your perspective on this uh, for the people who are curious? Because I know you have a little bit of a different view on it. Feels like the uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, Super Bowl play. Like, why on earth would you – throw the football on the two yard line when you have the greatest running back in the NFL to run the football with. Um, you know, I find it amazing that the argument is not Indy should have ran the football, uh, which I, I think is quite crazy to think about. Uh, everyone was, you know, being like, you know, Oh, run the football, run the damn ball. Right. That's been the motto. Right. Um, look, I, I get it. The third running back, I get it. But, I mean, again, you cannot blame Steichen for a lack of player execution when he his job is to make sure that the play is there for those guys to make the play. That is, this is not, this is not middle school level. This is not high school level. This is the NFL the top 1% of football players in the world make this their career. And for Gardner Minshew to throw the ball behind Goodson and Goodson not to catch it is in and of itself, it's the story of the season, Cody. It's the story of the season. Gardner making a b- inaccurate throw and throwing it to a guy that does not catch the football. I mean, what else can you say about this Colts offense throughout this entirety of the season? Uh, that has been the storyline of everything. And I get it. It's there's always going to be the what if. And I think that's what can, that's what bugs me the most about this is now I'm going to have to hear that everywhere that I go everything that I talk about, everything that goes on with this team, I have to hear, remember when Jonathan Taylor was not in the game or Zach Moss was not in the game on the last play of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. And I I hate that because, you know, now people are going to make it about Steichen being a, a problem in this organization and I will refuse to ever have an argument with someone about that. I will not have that conversation. But again, like I said, Steichen did his job. He made the play perfect. It was open. Players got to execute. You're in the NFL. Make the play. That's my take on it. But let's go yeah. ahead and hop into um, the rest of these guys. 
Uh, let's start with the quarterback, Gardner Minshew. 13 of 24 today. Uh, that equates to, I think, about 55% completion percentage, 141 yards, no touchdowns, sacked one time. Uh, Cody, I mean, I think it's safe to say this was clearly not Gardner Minshew's best game by any stretch. No, there was multiple times when uh, there were some passes to be made that weren't made. And we talked about it a little bit on halftime when I came in. You know, there was some times where you just were like, come on, man, you got to make those throws, you know. Now, again, there was a drop by Moali Cox in that game as well. Um, But, yeah, I think overall, uh, Minshew got a little bit better in the second half when it came to some accuracy. But there was multiple times where, you know, you think about that, like that's you know that's 14 points that you didn't score, Derek, in, in that game where Minshew missed obviously missed Alec Pierce earlier on in that game, and the Colts settled for three. So I guess that's technically four points. And then there was a one long bomb for Mo Ali Cox that was just too far, and so that was was frustrating in itself in that department. And so um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it wasn't a great game from Gardner Minshew. You just you wish that he would have made a few more throws, had a little bit more touch on the ball sometime on some passes. Um, but also there were some times, Derek, where his receivers didn't help him out. There was a couple, like I said, a couple drops that you're just like, come on, you got to make that catch. But yeah. Um, I mean, I think we kind of see the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of having a, a backup quarterback. You know, um, he, sometimes he'll make a great throw, like the one he had to Granson or the one he had to Josh Downs, and then sometimes he will be very inaccurate. So I guess that's just a life, uh, you, you know, and the thing you have to live with with rolling with a backup quarterback for the majority of the season. So, um, but it definitely sucked that he chose this game to have some very inaccurate passes. You know, it just sucks because you think, what could the difference have been if he would have hit even one of those two? Um, How much could that have changed the game? It would have changed the game. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I just, I said it at halftime and I said it here, I'll say here. I mean, Gardner Minshew was the biggest problem with this offense all year. Uh, Missing throws, missing assignments, and making inaccurate throws. Uh, and I cannot wait for 2024 when we get Anthony Richardson back and a guy that can make plays more consistently. Uh, because, I mean, 
this this performance is just like most other performances Gardner Minshew has had this year. Uh, it's just been not fun to watch Gardner Minshew throw the football with this team. Uh, I mean, again, I'll, I'll give props to Gardner Minshew. He was a game manager for a good chunk of this year, and Indy has won nine games because of it. And I mean, I, I'll be—I will be thankful for what they've, what he's done, and what and what the team has done. Yeah, but. I, I'm so happy to be going on to other things. I, I, <laughs> I tell you, man, it makes you want, it does make you wonder for the future with Anthony Richardson. You're like, if the Colts can win nine games with very erratic quarterback play um, and really not a whole lot of a threat, doing, you know, passing the ball down the field for a decent chunk of the year, how much more can they do with a dynamic quarterback like him? You just, you just wondered, you're like, they won nine games with a backup and you just, it makes you wonder like how much more with the future of this team is there to look forward to? Because, um, you know, the fact that the Colts were able to win nine games considering Derek. And I know it's like probably not a great time to talk about what the Colts have done well this year because people are still angry and I get that, but like, yeah, the fact that you were able to win nine games with this guy, potentially, you know, you probably should have won 10 with that Cleveland game and even this game, um, you know, so you know what? It's a disappointing, and I get it. People are upset about it, but um, yeah, it definitely will be a breath of fresh air to have AR back in the starting lineup in 2024. I'm just going to say it right now, bro. Um, nine quarters of football from Anthony Richardson, and he had seven touchdowns on the year in the and and Garner Minshew had played in every game except the first one. Uh, he had seven touchdowns to Garner Minshew's eighteen. So, just to put that into perspective, I mean that the point differential next year for Indianapolis is going to skyrocket. I don't think <laughs> people quite understand it. 18 touchdowns from your quarterback in 16 games as yeah. as the quarterback for this team. And Anthony Richardson did seven in literally two and a half games. I mean, it's going to get so much better next year for Indy. Uh, and yeah, I, I cannot wait hope, for it. Just got to hope that AR can stay on the field because if he can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. You let's got, uh, let's there. transition away from Gardner here. Let's transition to the guys who did show up today. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss uh, combined 36 rushes for 218 yards, uh, accounting for six yards a carry, Cody. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, man, can't. Can't say anything wrong about them, man. They they showed up and they played hard, and it was off of the back of Jonathan Taylor that the Colts even ha- even stood a chance in this game today. It's wild because you thought, okay, the Colts are gonna maybe potentially struggle to run the football against Houston, who had a top three def- run defense coming in, uh, but they were able to do just the opposite. They were able to pound it and were able. I think that was by far the worst game that Houston had in terms of run defense all year. And you know the fact the Colts were able to pound it with JT and Moss, I love to see that. And it was great to see Taylor get come back into that game. You know he left with a with a heel. 
And then when the game was within six, he came back into the game. Um, so that was great to see. And he just continued to pound it and was continuing to show off, you know, the Jonathan Taylor of old. You know, the, you obviously got to talk about that huge 49-yard scamper that he had um, that just completely changed that game in the second half. Um, so he's doing great. Hopefully the Colts re-sign Zach Moss because he's such a nice compliment to Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's not going to get a ton of carries, but – Again, you know, six carries for 30 yards, averaging five yards per carry. That's pretty darn good for Zach Moss as well. So definitely good to see uh, the Colts getting back to running the football. And Derek, I felt like, I want to get your perspective, I felt like the Colts offensive line did really well in this game as well. Uh, obviously, in, in opening up the run game, we, even with Braden Smith going out, he was still dealing with that knee that he's kind of been struggling and playing through and stuff. Um, but they still were able to run the ball and protect Gardner Minshew fairly well in this game. Um, I felt like the Colts offensive line did their job. They came ready to play as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I I loved the blocking scheme that uh, the Colts were able to put together for Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. I mean, they did a fantastic job. Uh, when you can run the ball for over 200 yards, Cody – you know your run your your blocking is insane. Uh no question about it. Uh and yeah. again, Gardner Minshew was touched one time was sacked one time. And it was the second drive of the game. So yeah. I mean, again, it was that is what upsets me the most about it is the fact that this offensive line was so good this year. It was such a drastic improvement from what it was in 2022, from one of the worst offensive lines in the league to it at times looked like a top five offensive line. And to have a quarterback that was that limited to what he was able to do just infuriates the hell out of me. Uh, so I, I have to give props to the O-line. You're right. It was the one thing you and I hounded Chris Ballard about it in the off season, we talked with him about it several times. Like, you know, what's going to make, what's going to be different this year. He didn't do anything to improve the O line really outside of get a couple draft picks to be depth pieces. What, what's your, what's the plan here? I mean, do you really think they're going to improve that much? They did. And he said they did. Yeah. They would, they did. So mm -hmm. again, they showed up, uh, you know, I'd like to say the, wide receivers showed up, but I mean, Gardner really didn't give them a chance. Uh, Not really. I would, I'd say everybody showed up except Gardner today. Honestly. Yeah. Josh Downs had a huge catch near the end of that game. That was yeah. a big one um, to get the Colts moving. Um, so it was great to see him continue to get involved. Like you said, Pittman, that was one thing I was kind of bizarre to me, Derek was Michael Pittman. Just, don't feel like he really got target. He only got six targets in this game. So I wish he would have gone to him a little bit more. And Alec Pierce didn't get didn't get a. Uh, he only got targeted four times. He didn't have a catch. So they didn't get and Alec Pierce down the field. On that second drive, on that or on that first or second drive, he was open down the field again. And that's what and I'm saying. Gardner missed, you missed him. Yeah, he's open, man. That's what's frustrating. Is how many you just think like that. Like how many times if Anthony Richardson is, you know, in that game, does he hit wide open Alec Pierce down the field? I think Derek Alec Pierce would have double the amount of yardage and maybe double the amount of touchdowns with how much he's open and how much he's missed. It's incredible. So um, 
yeah, it definitely sucks in that department that you weren't able to get those guys a little bit more involved in this game um, because, you know, those are some of the guys that you trust, especially Pittman. I wish he would have thrown the ball his way a little bit more. I know he had Derek Stingley on him for the majority of the game, but still I wish they would have gotten him the ball a little bit more because of how consistent and, and reliable he's proved to be this year. So definitely was a bummer that Minshew didn't find him. They didn't target him a little bit more. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, it's one of those situations, man. Uh, feel for Jonathan Taylor, man. I mean, dude put this team on his back today, and it just didn't quite go the way we wanted. Um, we'll go ahead and hop into the defensive side of things now. Uh, defense for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy, man, because... I'm conflicted with how this team played defensively. Uh, you have to think about it, right? Uh, first yeah. play of the defense, Nick Cross uh, blows a coverage, and Juju Brents gets blown off of his assignment, and it's a 75-yard touchdown on the first offensive play for the Texans all game. Uh, and then from that moment forward, they scored 16 points after that. Uh, he had two touchdowns in there, uh, and it's CJ Stroud had himself a good game. He didn't have a, a a tremendous game, but he had a great. But he had a great game. Twenty of twenty six, two hundred sixty four yards, two touchdowns. Was sacked twice in this game. Uh, just seemed like, and especially late, it just seemed like when. The Colts seemed like they had the Texans by the horns. C.J. Stroud would just would refuse to let it bring him down. Uh, and, I mean, I got to give credit to C.J. Stroud, man. He picked apart the defense today. You know, the thing I don't understand is how in the world can you let one player beat you in this game? How do you let Nico Collins continuously beat you in this game? That is one thing that still just baffles me. Like they, you, they knew all week. Nico Collins is the only guy on this offense that has and will put up big yardage against you, and they still didn't stop him. It's very frustrating. And there was a couple times, Derek, where you know Nico Collins just completely torched them. Like they just didn't want to tackle him. They didn't want to cover him. And I don't really understand why they were doing that, why they didn't have him double-covered all the time after what he did on that first drive. It was just kind of bizarre to me. And Nico Collins, just to credit, he's a great player. But the Colts definitely botched, botched that, man. They should have done whatever they could to take Nico Collins out of that game after what he did to you on that first drive. And it's just it's just frustrating and unfortunate. And uh, just a couple guys that just, I think, Derek, don't deserve to be on this team next year. Um, Daryl Baker. Can't cover, can't tackle. Apparently, there was like a second and twenty where you know they get ten yards. Daryl Baker has him dead to rights, like three or four yards uh, past the line of scrimmage, and he just completely whiffs. And, and I don't want him on this team anymore. I'm sorry, but like this dude has proved he's not gotten better. He doesn't play, and he doesn't play hard. He's get you've seen him, Derek, where he just doesn't seem like he's playing hard. It's like a lack of effort at times. It seems like with him. And, and also, I just think Rodney Thomas, his time is kind of worn thin with me, Derek. 
just a poor year for him. Uh, definitely have not enjoyed watching him play and obviously was responsible for that, you know, touchdown to the tight end of uh, the second touchdown that Houston had. So those are two guys that I think I'm completely fine if the Indianapolis Colts move off of and try to replace them in the offseason. And they definitely were critical in, you know, Houston being able to score and Houston being able to uh, continue to run that clock down. So just some poor execution and critical moments from this defense again. Yeah, uh, it was definitely very interesting from a defensive standpoint. Uh, And especially because, I mean, Devin Singletary was a non-factor in this game. You know, the Indianapolis Colts stopped the run. They did a fantastic job with that. Uh, and I, I'm so happy that the Colts were able to make the Houston Texans one dimensional. Uh, and you know, I, I am struggling with this one because the two touchdowns that they first gave up were not on Gus Bradley. They were on the young secondary young safeties that kept getting out of positioning. Um, and that is an issue that they need to fix come next year. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it kind of caps off just the remainder of what we've been saying all year that you know you you and I have the same feeling on it. Uh, we do not want Gus Bradley on this team. We want it there to be a new defensive staff that is a little more aggressive with how they approach the game plan. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that the Indianapolis Colts even got two sacks tonight uh, because, I mean, there was no no real pass rush. I mean, when you look at it, DeForest Buckner had the one, uh, but that was really the only time C.J. Stroud ever faced pressure, uh, and Ronnie Harrison got lucky with one uh, off the backside, right? So, I mean, it just – there's – it's been that way all season. Uh, no doubt they were trying to get rid of the ball very quickly out of CJ Stroud's hands. They did not want to give the chance for them to come back, but, uh, yeah, the defense definitely, uh, hurt us on that one. Um, and I, I wanted to talk before we even get into special teams here. You're right. Uh, I don't understand why, the last half of the season, Indy forgot how to tackle, uh, but it's been bad. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's a player issue or if that's a coaching issue. I, I mean, it's because you don't, it, I would imagine you, you, you'd be good enough to know how to tackle through a, uh, through a majority of the year, right? Zaire Franklin was missing tackles at the back end of the season. And like you said, Daryl Baker was missing tackles uh, today, and Nick Cross was missing tackles. It it's bad. It, it was really bad, and, and it's another thing that I don't I don't know how you can fix that. Uh, I just hope that you know maybe the guys just need a little more practice with it. But I mean, you're in the NFL. I'm surprised you don't know how to tackle at this point. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and hop in. Yeah, that's just why I think you just need a completely new staff, because I feel like this defense, the fundamentals just got worse and worse as the season went on, you know, and that's not good, especially if you're trying to get into the playoffs and, you know, critical moments. If your leader 
you know, some of your leaders are missing tackles. That's an issue. That's an issue. So, yeah, you got to figure that out for sure when it comes to that. And so it's frustrating that, you know, in the critical moments, your defense has just forgotten how to tackle. I don't really understand that. But, um, but yeah, you mentioned the run defense. They did a good job, I thought, in this game. And so, but yeah, you definitely, Derek, I don't think you, uh, I don't think people are talking about it enough, but I think pass rusher is, in my mind, probably the number one need still with this team because they still don't have that number one guy. You know, Ebukam has been great this year, but he's not a number one guy. He's just not. And Quiddy Pay, he's been, he's just not either. Like, they just don't have that dog. And so they got to do something, man. They got to figure it out. They got to, and I think it starts with a new defensive coordinator and they got to go out there and they got to make a trade. I think they got to do something like that, Derek, to get an elite guy because. They can't draft them. <laughs> I mean, Chris Bowder has not been able to draft an elite edge rusher. He's had multiple opportunities, still hasn't. And I think they got to do something there where they actually have like that number one guy, whatever that looks like. I'm not entirely sure, but they got to do something there because pass rush again did not do their job and they did not, you know, put pressure under CJ Stroud and really make him uncomfortable most of the evening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, it's, it definitely stinks. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into special teams as we finish this one up. Uh, the special teams was not great today. Uh, it felt like the Houston Texans just dominated us on special teams. Uh, their punter, Cameron Johnston, he pinned the Colts inside the 24 times today. Wow. Uh, it felt like every other felt like every other punt uh, was just pinning them inside the, the 15 yard line. And the Colts had to continuously just keep going down the field from a very, very long range. Uh, and then their punt returns and their kick returns, they only have one kick return, but Damian Pierce made the most of it. And Desmond King had some really good punt returns. Uh, I mean, that that Colts secondary squad was not good uh, from there. And, you know, Matt Gay, I get it. Uh, I totally get it. It was a 57 yarder, man. And he only missed one field goal on the day, but no doubt that for me specifically, I felt like I was at a point Cody where I was holding my breath every time Matt Gay went back out to kick because mm-hmm. I don't have the confidence anymore in Matt Gay. Uh, he only, he only made 
80% of his kicks this year. And that's like one of the lowest of his entire career. And you just paid this guy the highest kicking contract in the entire NFL. And he just had one of his worst seasons of his entire kicking career in Indy. And that's not a great start if you're Indy. And it's not like Matt Gay was bad this year, but at the end of the year, Matt Gay was helping to cost you games. And when early in the season, he was winning you games. He won you the Baltimore game. He won you a couple other games down the stretch. And then at the end of the year, he was helping cost you games. And I mean, I know it wasn't quite, he didn't quite cost you this one, but he certainly didn't really help matters a lot either. Yeah, special teams was kind of up and down this year for this team. So they got to figure some things out this offseason. Obviously, Rigo is going to be a, a free agent. I would hope the Colts would bring him back because I thought he had a pretty good year. But yeah, Matt Gay, and I wonder still how much of that you know injury is still kind of lingering a little bit with him. I think he's better than he was, but still, yeah, he's got to be better. I mean, you, you don't pay a kicker that much you know, to miss field goals. Like, I get it. It's a long field goal, but there's been some that he's just completely doinked, and he, that's just unacceptable for a kicker you're paying that much money to. He's just got to be better. He just got to be better next year in some of those other moments. I don't really fault him for this one necessarily, although you're like, okay, it's indoors. You probably should have made that one, but still, like – yeah, he's got to be better with how much you're paying him next year. And started off really hot and then kind of, like you said, end of the year kind of started struggling with that uh, that injury he had. So hopefully he can get back to being healthy and get back to his normal self next year. Yep, absolutely. Hopefully that uh, injury will heal up and he will be better next season. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Like we said, the 2023 season is over for the Indianapolis Colts. And here is to 2024. Hope that Anthony Richardson will stay healthy for 2024. And if he does, this Indianapolis Colts team is going to be so much better. Uh, I can't wait, but this loss definitely sucks, man. Uh, but that's going to do it for this one, guys. This is Derek and Cody signing off for the end of the 2023 season. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.